Hey everyone, Keith here. Wanted to take a minute and give you a quick update on where we stand with Beyond the Bio. We're currently working on our third batch of episodes to be released in the coming weeks. Hopefully you enjoyed the guest host Sherrod Opti's episodes on the work we're doing in APAC, the advanced degree episodes, and I'm especially proud and thrilled that I got to catch up with so many close friends and dear friends for our three-part series during Black History Month. If you haven't listened to that, please go back and listen to it. It was really important and it was really great to record. One thing that I did want to ask is that if you enjoy the podcast, please leave us a review on the platform of your choice. If you have suggestions on how to make it better, please let us know that too. We're always open to feedback and always looking to deliver the content that you want to hear so that you can learn more about Bain and why we're a great place to work. I'm looking forward to the next batch of episodes, and I hope you are too. Have a great day. Joining me today is Pete Forsberg, COO of Forward, based out of Bain's San Francisco office. Today we'll talk with Pete about his background and path to consulting, leaving Bain and finding his way back, and his work as COO of Forward, a digital agency Bain acquired in 2018. Pete, welcome. It's good to have you. Great to be here, Keith. Now, Pete, we've known each other since your AC days in Chicago, but I want to fill listeners in, so let's go a little bit further back. Uh, I know you grew up in Minnesota, uh, and I recently found out that you went to Princeton. Can you talk a little bit about your journey to Princeton? Were you were you destined to be there from day one? Yeah, glad to chat about that. By the way, I was going to make a joke at the onset about how I wish this was, or I was under the impression that this was like a, you know, crime whodunit podcast, but uh, uh, no, I'm, I'm joking. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, I grew up in Minnesota, I guess. Like everyone, um, you know, go go back a ways and uh, children of immigrants in America, right? So um, my my dad's side Swedish, my mom's side's German. I actually uh, last week got a chance to sit down with my mom and her two sisters, and my parents both have a kind of cool 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 story. They uh, my my mom and her three sisters and their they had a twelve year old little brother, and their dad died of a heart attack. Um, he was a pastor in Minneapolis, and so. Um, their mom got to live in the parsonage with them for a little while, but then they were kind of out on out on the street and, uh, you know, truly living in poverty back in the 1960s. Um, my mother's mother uh, then died within the next two years, um, sadly, of uh, colon cancer, but they, they say of a broken heart. Um, and so uh, my mom had a pretty tough childhood uh, as an orphan. Luckily, she was adopted by some family, but uh, she had a tough childhood. My dad also had a ch- tough childhood. Um, his mom was bipolar and stuff like that. So because of their tough childhoods, um, they gave me kind of like, and my sister, the dream childhood in a lot of ways. Um, and it was great. Um with one one drawback, I, I did have a physical disability growing up and spent some time in a wheelchair and stuff like that. And if, if it weren't for that, I probably wouldn't have read as many books and been on a very different kind of like academic experience and path and so forth. My parents met at a, a small Christian college in Minnesota and probably would have been uh, that story for me too. But instead, uh, had some cool academic opportunities and got to go to Princeton for undergrad. Um which was something I was drawn to as just a chance to kind of push my comfort zone and uh, check out someplace new. Pete, did you have uh, a particular genre of book that you like to read? Were you one of those STEM kids or did you like reading literature or classics? You know what, because Princeton is not something that most people just wake up one day and decide, hey, I think I'll go there. Um, and so it, it's, it's more than just reading one or two books along the way. What were you like in high school and what made you pursue uh, something so far outside of your comfort zone, especially given uh, some of the difficulties you encountered along the way? 
Yeah, pretty pretty eclectic from uh, from a what I read standpoint, with a lot of both fiction and nonfiction. But I'd say pretty early days was kind of into the intersection of, let's say, psychology and other fields. And so actually at Princeton, when I got there, um, I was drawn to this Center for Health and Well-Being, which was relatively new. And my freshman fall, I dropped them an email and got a long reply back saying, like, here's what to read, here's what backdrop to pick up on, etc. And lo and behold, the person who sent me that email, that long reply, um, Daniel Kahneman, like won the Nobel Prize two months later. Um, and so I became a psychology major. Um, there wasn't much more logic to it than that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I would say like part of the draw to that was just like acknowledging that it would allow for continuous learning, which is something I've always optimized for. And actually something I'll talk about, about Bain as well. But uh, that was a big part of the story. So just so I'm clear, uh, if you're going to drop names like that, so are you two best buds nowadays uh, with the Nobel Prize winner? I, that, that is like the ultimate name drop. I shouldn't have done that. Um, but no, uh, you know, I'll, I will, I, I try to send, I'm not good about this, but I try to once in a while send like people in my life, uh, you know, January note, just thanking them saying they mattered. And so, yeah, once in a while we'll trade an email here and there, but, uh, but best buds, yeah. no, I couldn't claim them. One of the things we do with uh, with our thriving framework at Bain is talk about assembling your crew. Uh, and a lot of people ask me like, well, how do you know who's on your crew? You know, who are your mentors? Who are the people that, you know, you, you should have on your crew? And I'm like, I knew who was on my crew because when I got promoted to partner, they were the people I wanted to call first. I love that. I love right? that. And just that. tell them, tell them, you know, it worked, it paid off, we're here. Uh, you know, we, we hit another milestone. Uh, and then when I just thought through like the list of six or seven people that I wanted to tell immediately after my parents and my wife, I was like, yeah, that must be because they were an important part of the journey. Um, and so I like the idea of sending that annual update, although I used to do it and have somewhat fallen off as well. I like to say Facebook made it easier though. Absolutely, that is true. Though I wish I had the discipline to do it on the regular because you never regret that right and no one's ever upset about getting a note like that right like exactly even presumably if you have a nobel prize right so there you go (laughs) (laughs) pete so you you go to princeton uh against some of the odds that you were facing uh both in your family background and your own your own academic and, and physical challenges uh you major in psychology and then you end up at bain as an associate consultant uh what was the plan exactly and how did that happen yeah, absolutely. Well, but by the way, I should, I mean, just to, just to be clear, very, very fortunate in terms of my like family background and the opportunities that I got, I mean, with the one exception of a little time in a wheelchair, but like just nothing but good fortune. But yeah, in terms of, in terms of the journey to Bain, here's what was on my mind coming out of undergrad. I, I knew I wanted to keep learning and I, I, I also knew I, based on time at Princeton, you know, I did, I did all right, but I was not like, no one's going to go back to my thesis that I wrote at Princeton and say like, oh, this fell in the top 10 ever written. Um, <laughs> and so, um, you know, I, I, I probably wasn't like direct path to becoming an academic. That wasn't the route that I was going to head down. And so I was very drawn to the, the, the opportunity to just keep learning, keep getting some variety, keep growing. And, um, and for me, Bain, and specifically Bain in Chicago was really appealing because it was a compromise between New York, where a lot of folks from Princeton had, and Minnesota, where I'd grown up. Um, it was also uh, just like a really cool way to like, you know, 
believe you'd get exposure to a lot of different industries, a lot of different business problems, and just keep learning. And 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 I got that in spades. I got it exactly how I would have drawn it up or dreamed it up. I mean, of course, it never looks exactly as you expect because um, that's the nature of client services. But the surprises were on the whole positive. And when I zoomed out on a on a few years, just loved the experience and it kept me learning. Pete, did you have a chance to see business on a on a global scale? I know you're going from Minnesota, New Jersey, and back to the Midwest. Uh, in some ways, could be a little bit limiting or narrow. Uh, talk a little bit about what your AC experience was like more broadly beyond industry. Yeah, I, I, I did have the good fortune. And by the way, I was someone who kind of raised my hand at 23 to say, like, I'll do whatever. I'd love to see the world, you know, see every company, et cetera. And so I, you know, of course, uh, had got to solve problems in, you know, I don't want to call them sleepy, but let's say sleepy Midwestern towns uh, for businesses, but also got to like be part of traveling to China and Wales and the Netherlands for like solving some problems. And that was eye-opening for me. It was an experience that I wouldn't trade for the world. Simultaneously, I should stress that like as with anything in life, right, like there's there's some trade-offs and that was um, demanding and had probably impact at that age on my life in terms of uh, dating and uh, building community in Chicago. And so, and so because I had a little less of that, when I was thinking about business school and where I might go, staying in Chicago and finding a place where I felt like there would be community and a chance to like optimize for relationships and friendships was something that was high on my mind and part of why I wound up at Kellogg for my MBA. Yeah. And so you went there for Kellogg. Did you know you were coming back to Bain uh, after Kellogg when you went? I did not on day one. I did make that decision relatively quickly that I was keen to come back to Bain. And it was something where, again, just felt like the chance to keep learning was going to be very rich at Bain. And by the way, the learning the learning at that stage was a little less focused on variety in terms of uh, industry or business problem, but more in terms of the journey and the role in terms of, um, you know, getting a chance to coach and supervise folks who were, who were just out of undergrad. Um, and so by coming back to Bain, I felt like I'd have a, a kind of steep set of opportunities where that was concerned. So yeah, I was pumped to come back. Plus, uh, you know, again, uh, having ties to Chicago post Kellogg and having that, you know, group of relationships and friends was something that I wanted, uh, continuity with. Now, Pete, when you came back to Bain, um, like me, uh, you started getting involved in, in running parts of the business of Bain, and you took on some leadership roles in the Chicago office. Can you talk a little bit about those? Because I think what gets interesting is you're, as you're here longer, building your own Bain becomes like a real thing. Uh, so talk a little bit about your post-Kellogg years, and then maybe we'll head into, uh, into some of the other decisions you made in the, in the career path. No doubt, no doubt. My experience post-business school involved a few things. Um, definitely recruiting um, for for undergrads and, and post-MBA was a, was an area where I focused a lot, um, including like on some East Coast schools like, like Princeton, where I'd been. I, I also um, spent some time uh, just with ties to kind of like our classes of new hires out of undergrad, but elsewhere in coaching. And then about, about 
I guess three or so years um, after uh, my MBA, I had an experience getting a chance to be responsible for some professional development and um, a, a sort of staffing role for uh, about a hundred folks in the Chicago office um, in the in, in consultant roles and getting a chance to play a role in others professional development and look for win-wins and kind of in that servant leader capacity where you're um, trying to set other people up for success and find ways for them to grow was super rewarding. Gave me a ton of energy. And I look back on that as like um, an amazing kind of like patch in my quilt of personal experiences. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, despite the amazing quilt, uh, you did make a decision, I think in 2016 to, to leave Bain and try something a little bit different. What was the uh, what was the thought process there? Just uh, looking for a change of scenery. I did. Yeah. Well. Well. That was part of it, right? Having spent a decade at Bain, um, I was keen to explore, and I and I definitely had the itch to, let's say, join the world of disruptive tech, and 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 I think people were sad but not mad when that happened, and so felt a ton of support from folks at Bain. I, I wound up. Uh, joining Uber, uh, close to the start of Uber Eats. Actually, believe it or not, the person who hired me and my first supervisor was someone who, at one point, I had, I guess, you know, had quasi-reporting to me to in, in, in another way. So, you know, it's kind of funny how the tables turn like that, and it's a, it's a testament to, I don't know, the network, but also, also just, you know, the fact that a lot of the people I've worked with at Bain, whether it's been my supervisor or someone who was a direct report, I'd be glad if the roles reversed. I'd be totally fine with it. And that was the case here. Um, and so my, my role at Uber was um, initially a general manager for a few cities for Uber Eats. And then Uber Eats was in hyper growth mode. So we did a ton. I wound up um, with an amazing team having responsibility for the Midwest, which was like a 12 state footprint. We were only actually in 11 states, but you got to take credit for the 12th, you know? Um, so, uh, yeah, that was, that was a blast. Um, a growth journey that was very cool and very energizing. I should also stress that, uh, you know, somewhere in this time period, actually, while I was at Bain, I met my wife. And so that's an important variable in my kind of continued career path now, her as a partner. So yeah, but that, sorry, long-winded answer to your question I had the itch to join the world of disruptive tech, so I did it. And how did your consulting background help? Obviously, you had the relationships, uh, at least with your with your immediate supervisor. But you know, you had seen the world, you had seen businesses from a lot of different ways. You had developed people, you had taken on some operating roles inside Bain. How did that translate when you finally left the nest, so to speak, and went went to a disruptive tech company like Uber Eats? It, it helped in a few regards. One. You're just really good at, I mean, Bain, Bain brings the skill of being able to take a nebulous problem and take chaos and break it down and create order. And in a business that's growing 10x often, you have chaos and you have the need to um, break things down and create order regularly. So that was one skill from Bain. Um, a, second, a second skill is comfort with data. And that, that really helped. And that was something where it was needed at Uber as well. Also, also client and stakeholder management because you know we had that with our our teams, our restaurant partners, our other stakeholders, right? Our, our driver partners, our you know at the time we called them eaters. Uh, so we had uh, you know lots of folks who we who we um, 
had had client like relationships with and wanted to be customer obsessed and that was a skill that I felt like Bain had provided. Yeah. And then and then the the last I guess the last thing that Bain helped provide that um that I found really, really valuable was just um it, it's kind of related to the the chaos, but like a a comfort with the unknown and with creating your own like sustainability in in stressful moments, right? At Bain, at Bain, you get to work on some of clients' toughest problems, and at times they can be uh, stressful and challenging. And by developing some of the skills to cope with that and understand that, it was valuable at Uber too. Because, because full disclosure, Uber in 2017, there were days when it felt like it was in crisis mode, right? You had the delete Uber mov- mov- movement, you had uh, Travis and a CEO transition, and so. I felt like Bain equipped me with the skills to do as best I could in that situation. Right, especially when you're standing up new businesses all over the middle part of the country and, and people are looking to you for guidance and to set the tone. Um, you know, some of those softer skills turn out to be just as important as what most people look to as the harder skills uh, that you bring. So you do that for a couple of years. Uh, and like so many people we've had on the podcast, uh, Bain comes calling. And uh, you're obviously back now, but what led to the transition back to Bain? And did you rejoin on the general management consultant side that you had left? I did not join on the general management consultant side that I left. Um, the when, when, when the phone rang, um, Bain was uh, in the process of building a even closer partnership with a firm that it had worked with for a while on some client projects, um, a firm called Forward that has its heritage as a agency, a digital marketing agency um, based in Minneapolis. And this wound up being uh, an acquisition and an integration back in 2018. And I joined shortly after that acquisition and integration uh, began. I was super energized um, by getting that phone call because number one, I'd missed lots of things about Bain. There were great people who I'd learned from. There were tons of things about how Bain worked that, you know, I recognized were pretty special. So I was drawn to that. I was also drawn to the amazing team at Forward and the the way they were willing to challenge the status quo, test and learn, and, and frankly, build, bring some new muscles to Bain that are important for Bain to keep building in this uh, fast-changing world. Um, and I was also super energized by like the market potential, right? There are so many clients who also need help building these sorts of muscles as it pertains to digital marketing and more. So I felt like this, the future was super bright there too. And, and the mission of helping to grow this business globally across Bain's footprint was something I got super pumped about. And then the cherry on top was it's based in Minneapolis. That's where my parents are. They're not getting any younger. So I was excited by the chance to spend some time in Minneapolis while also traveling around uh, to a few other places in the world. And so did you make the move back to Minneapolis full time or were you splitting time between, uh, I think you were at Uber San Francisco, if I remember correctly? Well, at, at Uber, I, I actually um, was based out of the Chicago office. And I, I, I should have told this story earlier, but when I was at Bain just after uh, business school, I met uh, Diana and we started dating and Diana was doing her residency as an OBGYN at the University of Chicago. And that was a four-year program. And at a certain point, she matched for a new program, a fellowship in San Francisco. And so I 
knew that we would be leaving Chicago at some point. And that was a great time to, you know, again, at least answer the phone and um, worked out. It, it worked out and made a lot of sense, actually, for this role to be able to split time between Minneapolis and San Francisco and, and to travel to other places as well. And so um, Diana's in the midst of her fellowship here at the University of California, San Francisco. Um, it's in, she does reproductive endocrinology, so she does a lot of in vitro fertilization. Um, and, uh, and I've spent the bulk of the pandemic here in San Francisco with her because, as you might imagine, uh, in medicine, there's less opportunity to work remotely than there is uh, for us in, uh, in the consulting field. Pete, let's let's shift gears then and talk a little bit more about your role at CO at Forward and, and a little bit more about Forward itself. Um, for those not familiar with Forward, F-R-W-D, uh, can you describe what Forward is and maybe a little bit of its origin story? Yeah, for, Forward has its heritage as a an agency, um, a, a advertising and marketing agency based in Minneapolis. Um, it really truly grew up digital, and so the founders have created an amazing business um, that focused on testing and learning and we, being willing to experiment with new things that, you know, may not have existed at one moment, but then in a matter of time, they become relatively big and impactful, right? Snapchat, advertising on Snapchat, uh, TikTok, Amazon ads, which is, you know, $10 billion plus business, but didn't exist five years ago. And so Forward's been on the front lines of a lot of that. And, uh, and by the way, Forward you know, over, I guess, well, well before the acquisition, but partnered with Bain on some client challenges at the intersection of these two topics. So imagine, here's a prototype of a, uh, an example client engagement, right? A consumer products company uh, wants to be able to sell more through e-commerce cha- channels. And there's problems there to be solved uh, related to their supply chain. But there's also problems to be solved related to how do they position the products on Amazon itself? How do they advertise? Where do they spend? What keywords do they buy? So on and so forth. And so that joint blended teaming of Forward and Bain, we call it like one plus one equals three. Um, that's been super powerful and something that uh, has resulted in a ton of client demand. And so, um, yeah, that's that's a little about Forward's heritage. I mean, again, world-class marketing practitioners um, who are help and solve problems for Bain clients across the globe now. It, it, it is funny because people, it, it makes a lot more sense when you describe the business in, in tangible terms. I know, you know we won't go to a restaurant without checking Yelp. We won't buy something on Amazon without reading a ton of reviews. You don't realize like, well, if you're a product company, you have to be really thoughtful about where you advertise and how you position yourself in the market because people can do more research than they've ever done before. Totally. It, you know, Keith, you, you and I, I mean, we both worked on a client more than a decade ago where like consumer products company that spent a lot of money on end caps at the end of shelf, right? In, in physical retail stores, basically the same thing happens online, right? You need to buy that end of shelf appear on the first page for a consumer. Otherwise they're not going to buy your product. And so it's, it's, um, yeah, you're exactly right. It it just, it, it seems really, um, difficult to put your arms around until you realize you're actually doing and the recipient and being influenced by the work that Forward and companies like Forward are doing 
all day, every day, every time you make a purchase online and you don't really think about it until you stop and go, oh, wait a minute. Like that actually matters. Totally. Yeah, it's a, it's a, I mean, the, the celebrations that occur on the client side sometimes when you, when you move from being ranked 11 in Google search to being ranked 10 and appearing on that first page, the differential is incredible, right? For your business. So it's, it's pretty cool. Pete, I, I do want to talk about the last 12 to 18 months in Minneapolis. Uh, Forward has its origins in Minneapolis. Um, and in 2020, with the murder of George Floyd, Minneapolis went through a lot. Um, the protests, the racial unrest, um, there have been other incidents since, and there were incidents before. You know, how did Forward manage through that, um, not just as a member of the community, but also an employer of you know, tons of people in the community? What was that like up there at that time? Thanks for bringing that up because it, it for our for our team it means a lot. To, I mean, I mean, first off, we should acknowledge George Floyd's murder and and Dante Wright, and it has been a really tough year. It's been a really tough year for everyone, right? This pandemic, all the unexpected, like everyone's had it tough. But Minneapolis, as a metro globally, has probably been standout among that. And we've we've found opportunities to engage as a team. We've done some cool work for some pro bono clients, one in particular that I'd, I'd throw out and celebrate. And, you know, I should call out the team members who have supported this. I mean, including Sarah Joseph lead, leading the charge. It's called We Love Lake Street. And so Lake Street was a, an area that was really impacted. Small businesses that were getting lots of visits at restaurants and otherwise got many fewer after June of last year. And we helped them out by building up their capabilities, their digital marketing toolkit, helping them drive new customers. And so really proud of that. Want to continue to look for those opportunities because that's something that gives us all a ton of energy and feels really rewarding. And um, it's a small thing. I recognize it's there's so much more to do beyond that. And we're very fortunate to be able to do that. But we want to we want to be participants and create good in our community. And I'm proud that we've done something. That, that's great, Pete. And there's no easy transition from that back to forward. But I, I wanted to make sure we didn't overlook the impact that that the events of 2020 had on Minneapolis and, and our, the family that we have up at Forward in Minneapolis. Forward is now beyond Minneapolis. Uh, can you talk about how it's grown inside of Bain, which I think was one of the things we were all looking forward to uh, back in 2018 when it officially joined the family? Absolutely. We, we have been growing, co-located with Bain offices, really all across the globe. I mean, London was an early step in that journey. And we've got an incredible team in London, based in our Bain London office, by the way. We've also got teams based in New York and Singapore and, um, and, and, and nascent teams elsewhere across the globe, which is awesome because, as you might imagine, for you know, Bain's offices and office footprint, which is all across the globe, there is demand for what Forward does. And um, we've got a lot that we need to be able to support and address in terms of our global Bain colleagues. So I'm really excited about this, again, one plus one equals three model, where we get team members who are co-located in Bain offices, and it's great in multiple ways. It's, it's really energizing for marketing practitioner talent to get the chance to work at a place like Bain. You get exposure to new types of problems. You get chances to stretch yourself. And really, I think it's, it's a place where you will see future CMOs come from 
because of the variety and experience that our team members at Forward are getting. Simultaneously, Forward is beneficial to wider Bain as well because Bain needs to continue to evolve and is dynamic and is evolving in ways that I'm proud of Bain for, right? It, Bain is nimble. Bain is adjusting, uh, especially for, for the size of business that you consider Bain to be. Um, but, to, but to be able to test and learn and experiment to solve our client prob- client's problems, really important. And, and I'm proud that Forward is a part of that. So Pete, a lot of people listening are probably thinking about being an associate consultant or a consultant, and then you come in and start talking about this digital agency that we acquired uh, several years ago uh, and the career opportunities there. For people that are listening that might say, you know, actually a CMO path or a role in marketing or digital marketing uh, and building up that expertise is actually what my passion is or a closer fit for what my long-term goals are. How do people work it forward? Do they have to join Bain as a consultant and then transition over? or What's the on-ramp look like? Great question. And by the way, we would love people to apply to Forward because we are in growth mode. And um, if if anyone listening is a practitioner with experience in digital marketing and has helped to solve problems in the likes of Google and Facebook and Amazon for brands, that's something where we would, you know, love to hire more folks to work at Forward and work jointly with Bain. Um, and no, you don't need to apply to be a consultant. You can apply to work at Forward in, in more of an expert or specialist capacity. Now, to be sure, you get to take advantage of some aspects of what's great about Bain, right? Training, training experiences for new hires, getting access to um, great aspects of support and benefits and things like this. Um, it is different, but at the same time, I think it's super energizing. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to speak for the team out of turn, but... Uh, but I think it's it's pretty distinct um, uh, versus some of the different experiences that talent can have in the wider world of marketing. And so um, proud of what we're building. And Pete, do a lot of the hires that are coming into Forward as you're in growth mode around the world, uh, do they come in right out of campus, right out of business school or a master's in marketing or a bachelor's program? Or are they lateral hires? Uh, you know, what type of profiles should, should people go, hmm, I, I should go check out bain.com slash careers and take a peek? We do, we do have a, a diverse team with tons of different experiences. Um, at the same time, I guess I would stress that, especially as we grow globally, most folks have spent some time either at an agency or at a brand um, building experience and, and, and having set a foundation of a test and learn mindset and a test and learn skill set. And so, you know, a, a a great applicant for us would have some of that experience, um, a couple years of success stories with a brand um, or with an agency to be able to come to Bain and build upon that. That's really great. And this is one of those areas where I feel like personally, at least from the outside, um, there's just a lot of innovation and a lot of dynamic people looking at the field. I mean, you don't have the 15 and 20 year veterans because 15 or 20 years ago, a lot of what we're doing didn't exist. That is so true, which by the way, is a blessing and a curse, right? It is, it is a blessing because, you know, anyone who's been in the Amazon platform for three years is one of the world's most advanced, like most great experts at Amazon, right? Uh, Amazon advertising or, you know, the, the name, the terms change all the time, but, but you hear what I'm saying. The curse is talent here is scarce, right? It's tough to find someone with that much experience, right? And so the marketplace is hot. And, um, and that, and, and by the way, it's only gotten hotter in a world where over 
our past kind of 18 months of COVID, people have been on screens all the time and the skill set is highly in demand. So it's, it's exciting. Net, net, it's super positive. So Pete, as we wrap here, I want to ask you one last question. As you look forward, pun intended, what gets you excited about the next couple of years? I'm energized by a few things. Um, number one is just the continued client demand and impact that we get to have and the success stories we get to create because there's a ton of it. And so this one plus one equals three model is really energizing for creating those client results, but also creating amazing team experiences where like you get to watch people develop and you get to watch how much a person learns or grows over a 12, 24 month period. It really is remarkable. It's really amazing. Um, And so that gives me a ton of energy. Um, The second thing that gives me energy, and I think this is an important mindset for everyone at Bain, but also at Forward is we genuinely don't know, right? And so I'm excited by the change in the unknown, but like take take that Amazon example, right? We, we just didn't know that that would be a $10 billion business 10 years ago. And there's gonna be more of those that pop up. TikTok's a great example like lately, right? In the past 24 months, just like dominating. And so there's gonna be more of that. And I, I'm, I'm excited and energized by that potential and that unknown. Yeah, I guess... I mean, those are the, those are a couple of the things I'd highlight because it's just, um, it's a cool space where like, you can feel like the opportunity is pretty bright ahead and that's great. Awesome. Well, Pete, I want to thank you for your time today. Uh, the podcast has been great to share people's stories with listeners, but also great for me to just catch up with people that I've known for a really long time. Uh, and it's always great to catch up with you and hear a little bit more about what you're doing and what you're looking forward to. So thanks for your time today. Well, thank you, Keith. And I'd be remiss if I didn't say like throughout my journey at Bain uh, and beyond, you have meant a ton and I'm grateful for everything. And, um, you know, in, in work, outside of work, beyond, it's, um, it's a pleasure to be here. And thanks for having me. Awesome. Thanks, Pete. Take care. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to Beyond the Bio. If you'd like to share a review or give us input on what you'd like to hear on the podcast, we'd really like to hear from you please email our inbox at beyondthebio at bain.com. We'll see you soon with some new episodes and thanks for listening.